Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. Scripture Zechariah 2 5 over Faith City Outreach, which says, And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Reverend Mary Shepherd from Prescott, Arizona. Thank you for driving from Prescott today, uh, Reverend Mary, and uh, just to be in our program today, and I'm excited to discuss today's topic about missions with you, especially since um, I had the pleasure of meeting you on a missions trip. Well, thank you for inviting me. How long have you been in ministry? Well, I've taught the Word for over 20 years, but um, about 10 years ago, the Lord um, called me into being um, to study, to show myself approved. And so I um, started studying for my credentials and my license, and I am now ordained with the Assemblies of God. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And what is God having you focus on right now at this stage in life? Well, um, this past year has been kind of a, a challenge for me physically. And so um, I, I heard him tell me to just rest, to be restored, and to wait for revelation. And so I have been resting. And, and because of what I've gone through, I've had to learn how to um, remember what I've been teaching and preaching for 20 years about your identity. Because when mm-hmm. you, you're sick, your, your body starts losing um, the strength, and you need to retain that strength by the Word. It's God's Word that brings healing and strength. Amen. Is there anything new uh, that He has um, given you a re- revelation about identity? Uh, only that the Word never returns void. His identity is there. It's surprising to me that as long as I've been preaching it and teaching it and, and, and trying to educate other people, at the moment when you are physically low, that enemy comes to lie, to steal, and to destroy. And the only thing that overcomes that attack is the Word. Amen. Renewing the mind. Renewing the mind. With Amen. God's Word, because we know that the battlefield is in the mind. And when the mind is is focused and directed toward the word, it starts um, accomplishing all the things in the physical. Second Corinthians fifteen, I think, somewhere down there, it says that um, first came the physical man, Adam, and then came the spiritual. And it seems that that follows in almost a, a lot of aspects in my life where physically something happens and then the spiritual starts manifesting. That's what happened this last year. Wow. Now, what would you tell somebody who is in that position 
um, what it, say words of wisdom would you share with them about overcoming what the, the, the yes about overcoming what you went through well the enemy he knows you he knows your weaknesses he knows where all those open doors are and so you need to cover yourself by the blood of Jesus cover those open doors and so when he comes and he starts um, tr- trying to break down those those barriers um, where you were covered in in you, you were walking with the spirit and then all of a sudden something physical happens and uh, I, I went through a nine hour back surgery and um, and because of that pain that I was in for four years I was taking opiates that I thought well they're just medicine and when it came down to having to quit taking those opiates I was addicted and so spiritually I had to um, just hang on to what God told me and I went through some about four weeks of very very uh, severe sicknesses from not taking them but I overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony, and by clinging on to what God's word says. It is the most powerful weapon we have when things come against us. And of course, the enemy never stops trying, but we never need to stop building our spiritual muscles so that we can overcome. Yes, and uh, speaking the word out loud, too. I'll, I'll tell you, those those four weeks that I was... Um, it, coming through this this withdrawal I used my heavenly language continuously just anytime I couldn't think of the word or I I didn't feel like picking up that Bible and reading it I just prayed in my heavenly language it's powerful yeah speaking in tongues fasting listening to worship and music and just praising the Lord Amen. Amen. The other day I uh, met a lady who said that um, she says she didn't know very much about the word. And and um, but she says that sometimes she just says, Jesus, help me, Jesus, and just says his name. She says that just gives her strength. That word is so powerful. May I tell a little story? Absolutely. Um, I have a grandson who's now 24 and he's beautiful. But when he was five years old little boy his dad told uh, took him to see fellowship of the rings there was one part there where this uh, and, and it's all symbolic that that movie's all symbolic but there's one part where this demon's coming down the the hall great big old fiery monster and he's five years old and he grabs the lady's hand next to him who he doesn't even know and he just says, say Jesus, say Jesus, just oh. say Jesus. So at five years old, he knew the power of that word. Oh, precious. The power oh. of that word. Of course, yes. and right after that, his dad decided that maybe he needed to leave the third year. It was too young for him to see this movie. But Right, but how powerful and precious that he is. He knew the word. Yes. And the power of the word, the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. That's beautiful. Now, I know we met on a mission trip just recently. How would you describe your experience after being on that mission trip? Well, that that mission trip was the first thing that I did after this absence from the ministry when I, I was sick for about eight months. And so it was 
invigorating. It was, it was like, like Christmas and birthdays all rolled up into one because I was, I, I felt like I was back. I had, I, I was, it felt victorious because I had overcome. I, I believe that the enemy is always trying to keep us from fulfilling our purpose. And so it was a victory for me because I was back where God has purposed me to be, which is with sharing with people, with loving people, with preaching the word, with just ministry. Um, I think that's that that's where we all should be. We should all be seeking God's will and his purpose for our lives. And, and that mission trip was just, uh, it was heaven to me. That's great. And I know you were one of the speakers and you also talked about identity. Yes. When I was listening to you, it was like I could just see you and I knew that you were right where you were supposed to be talking about that topic. I mean, you had so much to say and um, it was just so Holy Spirit filled. And a lot of the women there even got healed at the very end with a lot of the wounds in their soul. We, we perish for lack of knowledge. We, we have no idea our inheritance. We don't know about the power. We don't know about the authority that God has given us. Salvation is just the beginning of a lifelong journey. And we get stifled because we think we've done our deed and we've finished the journey. It's, you know, we, we, we accepted Jesus as our Savior and it's over with. But it's just the beginning. Exactly. You know, we, we need to know who we are. It is not over. And the journey is the most exciting journey. But we need to have a plan. We need to have a direction. We need to know where we're going and what it is that God wants us to do. And if we don't have God's word giving us that direction and that plan, we perish and we get stifled. It's so true. Now, one interesting um uh, part that I uh, noticed that when we talk about identity, I notice that all of us, including myself, that we find that one of the things that really hinders us is um, forgiveness. That we don't forgive either ourselves or the people who have hurt us. Um, and I see this because a lot of the women afterwards, after your, uh, your sermon, um, they all had to forgive somebody. Yes. And thank God they did. Forgiveness, <clears throat> without forgiveness, the enemy has an open door. Mm-hmm. But once we forgive, then the door is closed. And sometimes that door needs to be closed every day. It's like an onion. You pull, you peel away one layer of forgiveness and then... There's more layers. There's more <laughs> layers. And those right. layers, you know, sometimes um, um, it, it doesn't... God is such a gentleman. He's not going to show you everything all at once. He's going to, he knows when, when you're ready to see something that needs to be forgiven, then he'll show you. And so for me, especially when I'm active in doing um, ministry on a day-to-day basis, which we should all be, um, exactly, I need to ask forgiveness every day. Yes. You know, I asked the Lord to show me 
um, even if I didn't express a bad thought, show me, Lord, so I can cover myself, ask forgiveness, and, and not have that open door that the enemy can come and use against me. It's something that we need to practice on a daily basis. But then there's those big things that hold us back because of these big unforgiveness that we need to to cleanse ourselves with. Amen. Yes. Uh, and so was that your first mission trip that you took? Oh, no. I've been on many mission trips with uh, Pastor Coda. They've all been wonderful and exciting and um, just getting to know God's people and um, when when I go on a mission trip I walk away from that mission trip more blessed than if I than trying to bless someone I see my blessings my abundance I see um, the joy too afterwards right the joy the happiness the, the fulfillment you, you know uh, when I know that I am doing God's will, mm-hmm. that brings such overwhelming joy in your heart. And um, no, I I love my mission trips. Uh, I'm not um, uh, at this point in my life. I can't be you know going across the ocean or going to another country. But our mission field is right where we live. Amen. Right where we are exactly. And I'm ready for the next mission trip. Are you? Oh yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> so, ready right now exactly right now and why are local mission trips as you were talking about right now we can do we can have a mission here locally why are local mission trips just as important as overseas mission trips because the harvest is all around us the harvest is all around us um i remember a book I can't remember what it was. Acres of Diamonds, I think it was, where, where people go all over the world trying to look for diamonds and they dig something up in their backyard and they find the biggest diamond. I think, uh, I can't remember who it was that wrote the book, but but we have Acres of Diamonds. Do you know who led um, Billy Graham to the Lord? No, I don't. Mordecai Ham. Okay. He led Billy Graham to the Lord. At a revival, a tent revival. Yes, that was his diamond. He found that diamond. Wow. When he, when Mordecai, maybe he already has, probably has already, you know, passed the gates, and he's in all those jewels that Billy Graham has brought to the Lord. He brought brings them too because he led Billy Graham. Who do you know that might be the next Billy Graham? If we don't open our mouths and, and, and show God, and it's the Word. The Word tells us that we are to be obedient, to be ready in season and out of season. And in everywhere we go, and wherever we're we go, at. Oh, yes, to the ends of the earth. It's in Second Timothy. It says, be ready in, uh, to the ends of the earth to, to be um, prepared to share the Word, to show God's love. And that's where it all starts. You have to have God's love. And also in Acts 1.8, it does say that yes. Christians need to be at home, be missionaries in their own communities, and doing personal evangelism. Amen. All the time. When I read that, I was like, yes, <coughs> absolutely. To your neighbors? Yes. To the people at... Uh, the market? The market. You know, when I was... Uh, 
I, I went to Walmart. No, I remember it was Kmart, one store, and and the, and and I went to the cashier, and and she said, "Can I ask you why you are so happy?" And I says, "Do you really want to know?" <laughs> and she said, "Yeah." I says, "It's because." I love Jesus and he loves me. The big smile came on her face and she goes, I know that. Thank you for reminding me. We have a mission field. Wow. Everywhere we go. She just needed that reminder. She just needed to know. And you were there at the right time and you were obedient and you opened your mouth. How many people are out there, Reverend Mary, that just need to be reminded of God's word? They just need to know God's love. And God's love. Wherever it is that that you can show God's love, you know? Amen. This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach. I am talking to today's special guest, Reverend Mary Shepherd from Prescott, Arizona. And we are discussing mission trips. Uh, Reverend Mary, why do you think churches aren't focusing on funding mission trips anymore? Well, I am very blessed because our church has a great mission outreach um, on, a, on a big level missions in Bangladesh and all over the world that is unique but we also a couple of months ago um, our pastor meets with other pastors in the area and there was a new a new pastor starting up a new church in a school and they needed um Material they so our pastor asked the pastor what it is that they needed to get started and he goes well our our um, youth ministry ne- needs some kind of um, equipment for for services and so our pastor Mike Cool from uh, Life Point in Prescott Valley came to the congregation and said next Sunday we're taking up a collection to help this new school, uh, new church with their youth ministry. So come prepared. So I think they needed like $2,100 for this equipment. The following Sunday, the collection was over $6,000. Wow. That's a mission field. That's evangelism, where we are helping not just the faraway missions, but Local missions. Backyard. And it, it, it was a non-denominational church. It wasn't even affiliated with, with our denomination. But it doesn't matter. When we're out there doing what God's telling us to do and, and prospering the kingdom by helping other churches, that's evangelism. That's, that's God's will. Now, what's going to happen if we don't do that? If we're not mission-minded and we don't, let's say evangelize in our own backyard what will happen i hate to tell you that but you are being disobedient (laughs) because god's word says the great commission that great commission but it starts with the two commandments that god's given us the one is to love god with your whole heart your whole soul and to love one another um as god loves us and so who is it that you don't want to see go to heaven exactly and as a christian it's our mission to make disciples it's in all nations word. yes yes and not just in in 
um, in our churches, in other churches, in our neighborhood, in the stores, at work, wherever God places us, we need to be a light in a dark world. Amen. And that was Jesus' command to his disciples to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, Matthew Twenty-eight, nineteen. Oh, it's in, it's in Mark. It's in, um, in all. Well, not all the gospels. I don't think it mentions it in John, but, but in Luke and Mark, it it, it it's repeated because it's yes. important. It's what Jesus told us to do. We need to be obedient. Exactly, Amen. And um, what would you say to someone who wants to go on a mission trip but is insecure about his or her age or skills or lack of education? Well, you know, um, the only thing that you need to do to be prepared to to, uh, prosper the kingdom is to submit completely and totally to the Holy Spirit. He provides all those other things that you need. So many times people say, well, I don't know the word. Well, you know, even when we we pass and we go to heaven, there's still more to learn. It's not what we know. It's It's who we know, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to do the direction. He's going to give you what you need for um, prospering the kingdom. Amen. And if God is calling you, he will sustain you, right? Absolutely. He gives you what you need. Um, and everything else is provided as long as you are submissive, obedient, and completely directed by the Holy Spirit. Thank you so very much, Reverend Mary, for being my special guest today. And uh, I am looking forward to hearing your sermon about evangelism. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I so love God's word, and the opportunity to share it is is uh, very exciting to me. Um, I want to start today with a scripture that has been so um, dominant in my life, and that is um, Isaiah um, sixty one. Verse 1, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now we know that that's the scripture that Jesus used when he came to the synagogue to preach. And we are one with him. And so when I pray this prayer, I put my name in there. I put my name. It's, and it says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Mary. And so this is a command that that Jesus accepted as the, the direction for his ministry. And so I'm doing the same for us. And so I'm using that as a, as a basis for, for uh, what I want to share with you today. But... Um, on top of that, let's start building a little bit about why we are um, supposed to be this this element that changes the world. Um, the Great Commission was given to us as a commandment. It was not just for uh, to look good in the Word or to make um, 
any of us feel like um, we are less than. But the Great Commission says that we are to Oh my goodness, I lost my, my scripture. We are to go and, um, and preach the word into, into, all the, into all the earth. Let me just read this from Matthew. It says, Then Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That is um, a commission. It is um, uh, um, a command that Jesus has given us. He gave to his disciples, and he gives it to us. We are given a purpose our life is not over when we accept salvation. We are not to sit back and just to relax. We have a mission. We have things that we need to do. We need to be obedient. Um, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind. This love is, is the foundation of a relationship that we have that Jesus wants with us, the Father wants with us. This relationship encourages us to be obedient. It gives us what we need to fulfill the Great Commission. Why do we need to have uh, be obedient to the Great Commission? Well, let's just think about this for a minute. Um, God has commanded us to do so. He gave us this direction, this, this command. It, it was one of the final wor words that Jesus spoke in, uh, before he, he left to go back to the Father. Um, it demonstrates our love for God because it says in John fourteen fifty that if we really truly love God, then we need to keep his commands. And his commandment is the Great Commission. Because all are lost. If someone hadn't shared the word with us, with you, if someone hadn't shared the love of Jesus, if, if someone hadn't um, fulfilled the Great Command, the Great Commission, then we would have never, ever be where we are and know that we have eternity to spend with the Heavenly Father. Now, you know, I never thought of this before, but um, God could have sent angels to each and every individual to share with them about salvation, about Jesus, and he does sometimes. People have heard stories of angels in their dreams that have showed them about a man dressed in white. But he didn't choose that for just angels. He gave us the opportunity to be used for his glory, to show people God's love. So we are to fulfill, again, the Great Commission. Two commandments that Jesus gave us, great commandments. 
One was to love God with his with our whole heart, mind, and soul. And then is to love one another. It all starts with that one word, love. We need to love one another. We need to love those around us, wherever we are. We need to show God's love so that they too will be able to be um, sharing eternity with us. doesn't matter whether we are um, in another country or whether we are um, in a store. God's love is something that we can show. It's his light through us to others in the world. And let's face it, right now, this time of, of uh, uh, in our lives and what's happening in the country around us, God's love can overcome so many dark places. We need to show God's love in everything we think, we say, and we do. God wants everyone to be able to enjoy eternity. He wants us all to be saved. And it's not just going to be one person or two people. It takes each one of us. If each one of us would just touch one person, one person, can we imagine if that person touched another person, how that would just grow and there would be a different attitude. There'd be a harmony. There'd be a unity. There'd be a world that was directed by love. Our mission field is where we are. Evangelism is what we believe. We believe in Jesus. We believe in salvation. We believe in his, his word. But so now, what would stop us from fulfilling the Great Commission? One of them is fear. We fear that we're going to say the wrong thing, that uh, we're going to be rejected. Rejection is such a big fear that a lot of people carry. But it if Jesus came, fulfilled his purpose, and was stopped because he was afraid people weren't going to accept him, people didn't accept him. There was a handful of disciples and apostles and followings that accepted him. Where would we be? We would not have salvation. We would not have this this feeling of of happiness that we are blessed and favored, highly favored. So fear is something that the enemy uses against us. So is that rejection. That can be overcome by simply, again, covering ourselves with knowing how much God loves us. That It is not important how we feel or how um, that we are rejected. The rejection is they're rejecting Jesus. They're not rejecting us. Um, what about the lie that the enemy is telling us that we don't know enough? We don't need to know anything. All we need to know is to show God's love through us to others. We need to completely surrender and let the Holy Spirit take over. Let the Holy Spirit use our words, and not just our words, but our actions. Sometimes our actions are more meaningful. Uh, the simple thing of, uh, of showing a person's love through what we, we do for them. 
a, a simple gift, a simple smile, a simple kind word. That That's God's love, and that's the Holy Spirit leading us. We need to be obedient and, and, and lean on the, the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um... One of the things that keeps people from being um, obedient to this Great Commission is that we don't comprehend God's love. You know, and that is because we fail to understand God's love because we don't feel or we haven't been shown our heavenly, I mean our earthly Father's love. When we don't have this relationship with our Father here on earth, it's hard to believe that, that, that we have a heavenly Father that, can, that loves us because we can't identify. God's love surpasses all the love that we do or we don't feel here on, on earth. We need to be prepared. We need to know. Um, in... Uh, in talking about the Holy Spirit, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit's leading more on, than what we know or what we don't know. In um, Acts 1.8, it says that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Samaria, and in Judea, and to the ends of the earth. That's a command. That is what God's telling us to do. We need to be that witness. We need to show God's love and be there for those that that um, that uh, are ready to receive. Sometimes we just plant the seed and let someone else harvest the, their their prayer. We need to be ready. 2 Timothy 4.2 says, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. That is another command the Lord has told us. That's a command, and we need to be obedient. We may not all be great speakers. We may not all be great teachers. We may not have a pulpit. We may not all um, have, but we all have the Holy Spirit. Each one of us carries the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, we can fulfill the Great Commission and be obedient to what God's Word tells us to do. We need to realize that when we come to this um, decision, this salvation, it is not just to stop, but it's a journey that is just beginning. And we need to be prepared. We need to be ready to fulfill our purpose. Our purpose is to fulfill the word, the word. The word is powerful, but the word is our direction. It is our map. It is our plan. It tells us what we need to do, where we need to go. 
It starts with a relationship with him, and then that relationship grows. It gets stronger and stronger as we learn from the word. It is his love letter to us, and like a relationship, that relationship's not going to grow unless we spend time with him. That we spend time listening and knowing what the word says and filling ourselves up with the Holy Spirit to empower us to know that we are carrying his power and his authority. All authority was given to us. That we not just use it to to sit on the shelf somewhere, but we use it to fulfill his purpose, to fulfill what he wants for each one of us. Love is the driving force. We need to be obedient. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. We need to know what God's word is. I bet you every home in the world has Bible in it, but how many of those Bibles are just carrying dust and not being used? God's word strengthens us, prepares us, leads us, and shows us that we need to be obedient. The Great Commission was just not for those that are out on the field in in different countries. The Great Commission is for us right here, wherever we are, to our neighbors. Um, I have a neighbor. God bless her. I love her to pieces. She's She's my sister, not in Christ yet. She told me when she met me that she doesn't like Christians. She says, you and my husband John are the only Christians that I like. And since then, her world has been surrounded by my world and more Christians. And she's learning God's love through other people. I keep telling her all that my Lord is preparing a home for her in heaven. Her house is right next door to mine. That's God's unconditional love. That's where we need to be. We need to spread God's love to our neighbors, to people we meet in the store, to to other churches, to um, people that, that are surround us. God's love is the driving force behind fulfilling the Great Commission. We need to love unconditionally. We need to cover ourselves and submit ourselves and be led by the Holy Spirit. We need to know, we need to believe God's word, and we need to know who we are in him. Our identity lies in God's word. In God's word, who we are, our inheritance. You know, I tell people that we... um, I compare them to to our inheritance. It's like having a million dollars sitting in the bank and having our homes foreclosed because we don't have money to pay the mortgage. But we have a million dollars sitting in the bank. We we perish for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. We perish because we don't know our identity. We don't know our inheritance. We don't know our power and our authority that it lies in who we are. It is not what we do, for we fall short. 
It's what the Holy Spirit can do through us. It's not our works. It's our love. It's our submission. It's our complete obedience to follow the Great Commission, to be uh, obedient to what He's telling us to do, whether it's within the walls of your church or whether it's to your neighborhood, to those people that you meet in the store. How many people have you seen a smile come to their faces when you say, God bless you, or Merry Christmas, or have a good day, or um, or, or even when the Lord leads to give people money, or to give them things off of your your uh, your shelves as far as food, it, that God's love is what's driving you to fulfill that great commission what's driving you giving you the strength showing you the authority the power that God has in his word we need to realize that when we can and whatever God leads we need to do it there are people starving all over the world. There are children that need um, so much provision, but we are able to do everything we can here for those that are near us. There's people, there's children in our cities, in, in our own neighborhoods that are doing without that need. That's evangelism, is to show God's love in his Um, grace and his mercy and his favor to those who are around us we need to be obedient we need to to trust God's word we need to love it to believe it to follow it that's where our purpose lies it's not just in um, what we say but we need to put action behind our words we need to put action behind what God's telling us to do It's obedience, it's giving God's love, it's knowing that He is empowering us. We can't do it. We are just vessels that God fills that we can pour out. As we pour out, He pours in. He provides with everything that we need to fulfill His purpose. His divine commandment to go to the ends of the world, whether it be down the street, to be at our church, to be um, at our job, to let our light shine. Let our light shine. I I have um, a a small testimony I want to give about my daughter. My oldest daughter just went through, a couple years ago, she went through Uh, a cancer, breast cancer. She was at her work. The day that she came home, she came in and told people that she had this diagnosis. The next day she was back at work and they said to her, why are you here? And she goes, well, where should I be? And, And through this whole time of her overcoming, but she has overcome, she's completely healed. The witness that she showed those people at her office was so big because she came to work, she had a smile on her face, and she gave God the glory. 
she showed God's peace and his mercy and his favor. That's evangelism. That's evangelism. So, Father, right now I pray that you would show people the opportunities that they have to evangelize those around them, to show them your love through them, that they be guided, that they be empowered, that they would accept their identity, accept their, the power within them, and the, the authority they have to pour out your love on all people. That is your purpose. That's your will. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Faith City Outreach can be heard daily, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Arizona time and 7 p.m. Eastern time. Faith City Outreach thanks Global Women Christian Chamber of Commerce Embassy and Four Winds Ministries for being supporters. Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. That email again is fcoprogram at gmail.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew 6, 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The music used in this broadcast is used courtesy of Zapswat.com.